Pastor Podcast. I am so glad to be here with you today. And uh, I have, uh, I am Pastor Aaron, and we have Pastor Ken, and we have Brother Doug with us today. And uh, I'm telling you, we are excited to be able to do this podcast, aren't we, guys? Absolutely. We are. Yeah. So we're looking forward (laughs) to it and uh, to be able to to jump in wherever you're at, whether you're in the car or you're at home and and uh, for you to listen to us, because we do, we want to, to we want to dive into the Word of God and study it, think about it, look at it, and um, and really, really deliberate um, on the Word of God. And that's what we have come to do. Um, I'm Pastor Aaron, and what I'd like to do first is we let's just do an introduction. Um, and uh, I'm Pastor Aaron, and I have been pastor now for almost five years, and. Um, been in the ministry for quite a long uh, while. Matter of fact, uh, those that you're listening to today, we have been in the ministry for a combined 76 years. So you don't have a, uh, people that don't know what they're talking. <laughs> 76 years. Can you 70, believe that? Is that what it is? 76 <laughs> years. Yeah. 76 years. That's a, it's amazing. Um, so I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you're, you're going to find something um, that maybe hopefully you didn't know and and will just increase your faith and help you um, in these troublesome times that we are living in. Um, so, yeah, I've been, been in the ministry. God called me to preach when I was 12 years old. And uh, when I was 18 years old, I was actually ordained. And, um, and then uh, I joined the organization that I was with five years ago and was able to get ordained through them to become a bishop. I don't know if that means anything or not, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really caught up on too much titles. I just want to serve the Lord and um, praise Him and and preach the gospel. I think that's the most important thing, you know. Um, just just preach the gospel. We have all sorts of opinions and things of that sort, but the gospel never changes. It True. never changes. It's always Jesus and Him crucified, and that He, you know, He 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 rose on that third day, and uh, through Him we have a hope of tomorrow Amen. because of that. And uh, so uh, that's what I want to do. I want to preach, uh, preach the gospel. So, all right, let's move on to Pastor Ken. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, let's see. Um, my wife and I have been married 32 years. We've got two munchkins, which they're now adult munchkins. So uh, <laughs> they don't have any munchkins themselves, but they have their own dogs. So I'm a, I'm a, I have grand dogs. Okay. So for, for that, so waiting for the rest. Um, yeah, um, I used to be an aircraft mechanic for 17 years and then, uh, ended up going into full-time ministry after that. And we do our chaplain ministries and church ministries and I don't know, it's, it's nice getting to do what you love to do. Amen. So, so yeah. Amen. Yeah. 
Amen. He filled it in a little bit more than I did. So <laughs> I'm married with four kids and, and also a part of the, the chaplaincy. And, and that's how, actually how all of us met right. was through uh, chaplaincy and being able to uh, work with individuals and those things. So, um, Brother Doug. Yes, uh, I've been married for 27 years. My wife and I, my wife Lori and I, we have three boys, uh, all ranging all from the ages of 22 down to 11. So we quite have a little bit of an age, age span there, a lot of different things going on. Everyone still lives at home, and uh, we're still excited about that. But uh, eventually they're going to be leaving the nest here, probably not, not too long in the, in the future. Uh, yeah, as you said, Aaron, I've, I've pastored uh, various churches, mainly here in the Midwest, mainly here in Indiana, where we're located, and uh, uh, served as a missionary for a while, Southeast Asia, as a uh, country director and also as a theological educator. And so I've done a little bit of that. And as you said, I know you guys through the uh, medical uh, chaplaincy. That's, that's the kind of thing the Lord has me in this season of my life. You guys are pastoring, but I kind of have the, uh, the, the, the vantage point now. I, I'm sitting in the pew now every Sunday. So I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't get to preach every Sunday, but every once in a while. Uh, a church. Uh, uh, in fact, I've had the privilege of speaking for both of you guys yeah, when you've yeah, been out you of have, town for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So my vantage point is to uh, right now, as far as related to the church, is to sit in the pew and be an encouragement and and uh, to to encourage uh, my pastor and, and and their staff. So amen. Yeah, and enjoy that in this season for sure. Amen. Amen. Lots of years of experience here and. Um, just, I'm just excited to jump in with these guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. So, hey, you guys ready? Let's do it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's, let's get into this. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> we're, we're living in tough times today, Doug. And I know the, the topic that we want to talk about today is, is preparing for and living in uncertain times. And uh, we re- really are living in uh, uncertain times, yeah. you know. Um, so, uh, Doug, take it off there a little bit. Um, kind of share what's on your heart. and then Yeah. Just some of the things that the Lord's been dealing with me um, starts with how I feel. Read the news. Uh, listen to the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to, to people that um, I work with, uh, live life with, not only just family, but uh, just the, the temptation the temptation to be gripped with fear or dread and how um, that is not what God has called us right. to live. That's no, not, he's not called us no, to live. And, 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 and times are in, the times are uncertain, whether, you know, whether it's COVID, um, whether uh, things are going politically in our world, in our, in our own nation. And, uh, you know, this week uh, uh, with how we're, we're pulling out of Afghanistan and the kind of the vacuum that that's created and, and mm. those kinds of things. And just as I listen to people every day, it's like, man, what else? There's this, this sense of, man, what else is, is, is going to happen? And that is not, um, that's, well, first of all, that's easy to, to, to think, but that's not long term. That's not how God right. taught us to, to live. And um, and I was listening to somebody else this past week, and and it 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 just it stopped me in my tracks. It was it was this thought that the scriptures, and especially and specifically how Jesus taught, the scriptures teach us to 
to wait and be ready for the return of Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, while at the same time, we're not to be preparing for any kind of an antichrist. Right. You know, he oh, just yeah. said we we're, not, we're not encouraged to prepare right. for that. We're encouraged to prepare ourselves and others for the return of Christ, the spirit of the evil ones in the world. We know that. We're going to move on, we're going to, but we're going to prepare ourselves and people for the return of Christ. And, uh, and so those kinds of things is what's been... On my heart recently, for sure. You know, a lot of people, um, they, they want to focus a lot. I mean, there's so many uh, end-time books and different folks on television. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I've, I've tell people, listen, we can sum it up in this, you know, this little part. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. So we already know this is what's going to happen. But I'm like, listen, I just want you guys, we've got to understand the basics of living for Christ. We need to know how to live for Christ. You mean you, know, you don't get out your chart, you know, that's about a, that's about 10, ten foot long, and, and oh, yeah. see where you're at, and it looks like some bracket, and no. where, where you're like your choose-your-own-adventure thing, you know? Oh, I thought that's what we're going to do, show everybody where we are in the chart. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know, because I, I, I have, I've, I've gotten so many requests, even as a pastor, people watch this on live stream yeah, and, and yeah. those things, and, and they'll say, well, why don't you preach on more on Revelations and, you know, and all, I'm like, listen, I just want people to learn how to live for Christ right now. Yeah. But people need to know how to, the basics of, of what to do. Absolutely. And they're, and they're concerned about what's going to happen, you know, uh, l- listen, Jesus is coming back. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And he told us just to be ready. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. He didn't tell us to <laughs> decipher what, to, you know. Yes. And, and yeah. listen, we can be all over the map. There's so many opinions out there about these things. And it's great to, for those who've been in the faith, you know, for a long time to, to look at and, and, you know, maybe this is this, maybe this is that. But when it comes down to it, just like yeah. you said, being yeah. prepared and ready yeah. uh, for the coming of, of Jesus. Yeah. And, and sharing that, that hope, the living hope, uh, with a world that doesn't have it right now, right? The world's yeah. like you know, the world's not doesn't care about charts, no. graphs, this or that. Um, they're wondering, man, what what what's going to happen tomorrow? And we don't know. We don't know. But we do know that the Lord's already there in it. He's already in that tomorrow. Right. He's already in that space. But 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 so, Lord, help us to walk in that, trusting you with it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I'm with you, Doug. I, I get really frustrated really quick with the Christian community when we are looking for blood moons and when the temple's <laughs> going to be built. And yeah. Um, yeah. All, I think that's a big distraction because it, it if, is, you, yeah. if you look at the scriptures and the disciples and what, what the apostles were trying to teach the early church, they weren't looking for blood moons. They weren't looking for, you know, the temple to you know, to be rebuilt or destroyed and rebuilt and all these other things. That it, was, it was very basic of what they were telling them as far as uh, what it means to be ready for Christ's return. And the Apostle Paul, as far as time's concerned, he expected Christ to come at any moment. Yeah, he did. And so if he expected Jesus to come at any time, then why are we looking at charts, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. didn't Paul know there was a chart? You know, so, um, so it was never mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't want you to get you in trouble. Yeah, but but I, I just know a lot of Christian bandwagons. People jump on on the latest book that the last charismatic leader wrote, 
and uh, it becomes the big talk of Sunday school, and I just shake my head as I walk away sometimes yeah. thinking, man, I think we're missing it. Yeah. 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 yeah, people want to hype up all sorts of stuff, and I wonder sometimes if it's not this look at me, look at the wisdom that I've got. You know, mm-hmm. when you've got people sitting in the pews and um, they're hurting, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're dealing with stuff now. And, and, you know, you're looking at stuff in the future, you know, and I, one thing I like to always say here is like, listen, man, we're fixing to leave his place. That's right. We've got a hope of tomorrow because of, of, of through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We've got a hope. And uh, when we didn't have one, because none of us have a promise of tomorrow. That's right. right. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys ever said it to uh, anybody that's been under your care or anything of that sort, but I've always looked down and said, listen, I don't even have a promise of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm going to walk with you today. That's right. Yeah, That's right. yeah. yeah absolutely. I, one of the, another like caveat of things that I'm noticing in our community, we live in a, the three of us live in a very rural, uh, for the most part, white community. Um, and when I see some of my friends and associates within our white community talk about preparing, uh, you think they're preparing for the uh, zombie uh, world because because <laughs> right. what they're thinking of is they they have their canned goods stocked up they've got plenty of weapons mm-hmm. they've got plenty of ammo you know we're ready and that's part of the wanting to be self sufficient as uh, you know a rural white American I think that kind of comes into play but man that's nothing that's not at all actually you know you talked about the Book of Revelation Aaron it uh, as far as preparation towards Christ's return, the whole book is about, will you be a martyr? You know, yeah. it's re- uh-huh. writing to people, are you willing to lay down your life? Jesus being the great example, he didn't go out with guns blazing. He willingly laid his life down. Mm-hmm. And that is the message in Revelation, if, if we uh, have patience to look at it. The one who overcomes in Revelation is the one who has laid down their life, who've Who's given their? Who's been patient and endured to the end? Yes. It's a cry for people to, to be willing to lay their lives down, and it's not about, uh, who's got the biggest gun and yep. is going to blaze through this. It's, uh, it's exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. And the in the Gospels, Jesus is, is seen as the way he comes into glory and becomes. Uh, uh, coronated as king is through his death, you know? Yes. Yeah. And so we need to follow the footsteps of Jesus, you know? It's, so it's, it's about submitting to Christ, loving, caring for one another, and uh, enduring until the end. It's not about, well, I, if somebody comes to my doorstep, you know, well, or I'm hoarding all this food, so the rest of you are going to starve. You know, if if we're getting a hoarding food, we need to be like Joseph and passing it out. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know? right. There you go. Yeah, sure. So, like and that. there's nothing wrong with with being prepared. No, you no, need to be prepared. Nothing. Yes, and but be prepared to be a blessing. Not, That's right. Not the hoard. Yeah, not, I mean, it's like the guy that so. bought built bigger barns, right? You know. That's right. Yeah, it's, it, Jesus didn't say that he was necessarily wicked or evil. He just said, you're foolish. Uh-huh, you, you, you focused on the wrong things, guy. Yeah. yeah. And I think if we, if, we can take our, if we could take our demeanor from Jesus, I'm, you know, I'm thinking in Matthew 25, uh, when the disciples 
talking about the temple, you know, walk outside the temple and say, man, look, look how beautiful these, you know, look at these, like, country folk going to the city. And look at all these, these pretty buildings, Jesus. And Jesus just, you know, frankly, just says, not, not one stone's going to be left on another. Right. You know, and, and, and if you read the, the passage, it says later on, they, 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 they set him down and, you know, it shakes him and it says, when's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? And Jesus kind of laid out. He says, when you see this and this you and this, this yeah. you'll just know. You'll, you'll just know. And, you know, he, he, if there's a, prep, a preparation, Ken, right. it's, it's getting ourselves right. Absolutely. And, and doing our best to, re, to, to reach others uh, to make sure they're right with the Lord. And sure, there's, there's, a, there's a human compassion side to that of meeting needs. Um, uh, we come from faith traditions where, where uh, our churches and our ministries meet earthly needs. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, and it's all part of following the example of Christ, but we could follow his demeanor. Jesus wasn't shook up by that. He just says, well, hey, there's not going to be one stone. All these stones are going to be flat on these days. And, and so I was, man, when? And well, when you see this, this, and this, then you'll know. Then you'll know. So, so be ready. So be ready. And be just ready. that demeanor, and I think, and, I, and I'm speaking to myself, when I see the news kind of go haywire, because I'm human too, I, you know, I, I get that fear. I get that, you know, that white knuckly a little bit feeling. And, uh, yeah, that's not that's not uh, that's not what Jesus called us to, and that wasn't His example. So I need to relinquish that kind of feeling and say, "Okay, Lord, You have placed me in this mm. time frame, in history. You've called me uh, personal salvation, but You've called me also to ministry. What is it today? Today, because right. we don't, like you said, we don't have tomorrow. I mean, all of us medical chaplains, we know, man, tomorrow is not promised. Always got today. What can I do today, Lord Holy Spirit? Where do You want to go today? Where do you want to go today that I can be a blessing? Yeah. You know, tomorrow's or yesterday's gone. Uh, don't have that back. Tomorrow's not promised. So, Lord, Holy Spirit, where do you want to go today? Yeah. Where do you want to go today? And then follow. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's even, you know, wherever you're at, you know, yep. it's, it's, I guess, I think when I was younger, I was always like, Lord, where do I go? Where do I go? And it's like the Lord saying, hello, you're, <laughs> you're right here. Let's, let's look at, the need's right in front of your face. So, I mean, yeah, go I, ahead. Aaron. I always uh, tell the church, you know, listen, I said the true ministry takes place as soon as you step foot out of these doors. Yeah. You know, we, we, we come. In the car as you're driving home. <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. You know? Yeah, well, even on the way to church. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, because um, we, why do we assemble together? Well, we assemble together so that we can be equipped and we can learn and, and be prepared to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We don't, we don't come to basically, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, God's going to bless us, but our, multiple, our ultimate goal is to bless him, right. is to give him the praise and the glory. That's yeah. who we've come to meet. That's who we've come to, to worship. And then everybody that's, that gathers together, uh, you know, our, we're, we're edifying each other. We're helping each other. And, you know... Uh, uh, just those simple testimonies or whatever it is, God's brought you through this, and um, we're, we're edifying uh, each other. So when it comes to being prepared, you know, what are some things that we need to do to prepare ourselves? Well, first off, we need to be saved. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we need, to, we need to make sure that we've put our trust and our confidence in Jesus, knowing that he did die on the cross, that he was placed in the tomb, and that he rose from that tomb. Absolutely. And that through him we have victory over sin. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's Jesus first. It's Jesus. Jesus first, not a good works. That's not the, the, the place where we go to church, though the, at some level they're, they're, that is important. But we talk about the most important, it's Christ. What do we do with Christ? Yeah. What do we do with him? You know, right. we, 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 we receive, we believe, you know, repent. That was his message. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, yeah, I, I mean, he didn't say, like you said, go look at a chart somewhere. In a <laughs> Here we are on the chart. We're gonna, a third I'm, of the I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'm going to use that. The reason, why the, the reason why the chart, though, the reason why we go to the chart is because when we put faith in the chart, then that, that gives us like a compass. Like, oh, I know where we're at. I yeah. know, right where where would Jesus right. call us live by faith? Yeah, well, he did say he did, live he, by faith. Yeah, but, but but you know, I don't know about you guys. I ch- sometimes I, I want to live by sight because it's easier to if I get on a chart and I see where I'm out on the pay- piece of paper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we got to realize God's not just concerned with America. Oh, that's a what? good point. That's a good point. Yeah, God's not. That, oh, yeah, that, preach it, Aaron. <laughs> I mean, here we are. We think we're like God's special chosen people here in America. You know, good point. And uh, right. if we look at statistics, over half of the Americans don't even believe in God right now. Right. Well, we look at the Bible and and end times prophecy, and we center it around the United States. Yeah, we center it right there. And we're like, yeah. we're as if we're the only <laughs> ones that that are uh, God's people that are trying to get this. You know, it's. You know, there's 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 Christians all over the world. I think what is it the the largest um, population of Christians right, or the or the, the fastest growing is what in China, yeah. in the in the hemis- southern hemisphere, uh, for the most part, and that that includes even South America, Africa, Central America. Um, that's where the epicenter of Christianity is headed uh, towards. So um, that's kind of interesting. You know, you talk about uh, being American-centric, uh, and I'm trying not to be too political here, but, you know, what, should you have the wall up or the wall down? No, the wall up and the wall or the wall down. I don't know what I've done. Okay, anyway, um, the wall up or the wall down. Uh, the, the thing that many people are predicting is what could help America become more Christianized because... The churches aren't really growing and are in a downward uh, going, you know, declining is actually the the immigrants that are coming into the U.S., particularly the Hispanic community. And most Hispanics are very, very religious and hold on to those, you know, uh, convictions of faith and and a relationship with God. And uh, they predict that, you know, if we close our borders... Uh, you know, I'm, whether you're for that or not, um, it, could actually, it could actually slow some of the Christianity as far as the Hispanic movement that's coming up. Um, I mean, we th- some of us as Americans probably think that is, is terrible, but as a Christian, it could play the other way. Yeah, well, I, I think the, well, churches in general... Um, you know, we're we're caught up on what happens on on the inside of the of the church, right? With the theatrics and the whatever else is involved, and we're not we're not caught up on being the hands and feet of Jesus outside the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that 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 is. You know, I mean, it's it's one thing to come in, get your goosebump feelings. Yeah. You know, get your encouraging word for the day, but that's not going to prepare you, right? To meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, this uh, living for Christ is a daily, a daily thing. Yeah. 
And uh, whenever I preach today, um, I, I read a book, a book of Luke, and right after he had taught them the Lord's Prayer, you know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And after he taught them, he began to talk to, to some of the Pharisees and those things, but a woman cried out. And she was like, she was like, oh, blessed is the mother who, who gave birth to you and who nursed you. And, you know, I mean, she's just, uh, she's just praising, you know. Uh, there are some, um, um, play, uh, what do you call them, religious entities or whatever you want to call them that want to praise Mary and, and pray to her and, and give her thanks and all these different things. But, man, Jesus right after, man, he was like quick. He was like, yes. But you're more blessed mm-hmm. if you hear the word of God and you live by it. Yeah, absolutely. You're mm-hmm. more blessed. I mean, he just basically like, he just threw that under. Like, listen, you need to get a hold of God's word in your life. Mm-hmm. So I think being prepared, you know, we've got to be word readers mm-hmm. and hearers and, and doers mm-hmm. of the word. Um, you know, I know works is not going to save you, but a true person who is prepared, right? it's going to be a natural response to do, to Absolutely. work. It's a natural response mm-hmm. because yep. you have that relationship with him, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think the second, so we talk about, you know, making sure you're, you're right with the Lord. You know, the second thing, you know, what do we do at uncertain times is there, we have to, in our places, starts with our home and our families, and then our places where we work, mm. uh, and and sometimes even the places where we worship, our ch- our local church, right. yeah. we have to exude a confident hope that's Christ centered. Amen. Where I, I think that I think the world is looking for people who, and I'm not just about having it. It's not about just having it together, but where there is a there is a demeanor. I, I go back to that word demeanor, like Christ, where where our hope is centered. On Christ, mm. and we can if we could exude that confidence in Christ that others can see that we that we live with mm. that we work with, yeah, because uh, because our words look for people. So certainly it's our own salvation, but then and making sure others are then are right with the Lord, we have to ex- to ex- exhibit that confident hope, a living hope. Peter would say a living hope right. that um, that the, many people in the world don't, don't, they don't have. Yeah, if if you got a sourpuss face on all the time, I mean, and you're scared all the time, who wants to follow you? Yeah. I mean, who wants to, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not interested in learning from that guy. Yeah, yeah, because I, I got people in my life that that ever so often, you know, did you see the news or did you did you see what the new COVID count was today? And and and, and a lot of the times I, I I don't I know and I'm not sticking my head in the sand. It's not that I, you know, I, I live in the world. I live in the in in. in Part of my profession now is in the medical world. Yes, I see it, you know, where things are at. But, but to go looking for that bad news or then to meditate on that, mm. um, uh, that boy, we just need to be so, so careful. Yeah. And I just want to caution you know, our, our audience today. Uh, yeah, yeah, be in the know. You know the information that you know, the, the news gives. But, man, you've got you, you to take it in small doses, in my opinion. Take yes. the news in small doses. The, the word in large doses, the news in small doses, if you want to do <laughs> right. it, you know, um, right. to, to get us through. One of the things that my wife has been doing, she's been very proactive, and she's printed this, like, prayer guide so that as she watches the news, she'll list the things on a global scale that are troubling her. 
and then at a you know in more within our own country and with our own state and local and that after watching the news then she has her prayer list you know there you go so uh, i can't remember if which uh maybe one of our listeners will know but there was a uh, i don't know if it's john wesley or who it was um charles spurgeon said i i uh i pray with a bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other oh wow you yeah. know and so it, it's it's about being aware yeah. of what is happening we don't want to stick our heads in the sand but not being overwhelmed, none of this overwhelmed Jesus. It just became a matter of prayer. And like the Apostle Paul taught us to transfer our, our worries and, and turn them, those worries into prayers. Yes. And mm-hmm. if you're a big warrior, then you can be a big prayer warrior because you turn those worries <laughs> into prayers. And, That's right. And that'd be pretty powerful. You know? There you go. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 And boy, uh, you know, not to worry. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Yes, you know that it's and that's that's and that's that catches worry catch uh, worry and fear can catch, but also I think confidence and hope. Uh, those are you know those are around us. Uh, if we exhibit that, they'll catch that as well. Absolutely. Uh, if we do it in a in a way that is directed by the Spirit. I, I love um, this, these two verses here. Um, Jesus, he, he says, I, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's right. And then in 1 John, it says, uh, chapter 5, verse 5, it says, Who is it that overcomes the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Yeah. Oh, man, mm-hmm. those are, that's powerful. Because in this, in this uh, troublesome time that we're living in, uncertain as it is, we don't have a clue which way the wind's even blowing, you know, most of the time. And, you know, Jesus said, listen, I've overcome the world. Right. And if you believe in me, you can overcome too. That's right. Woo, man, right. isn't that powerful? I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Wow. Like and Jesus said, I know if you believe in me by whether you do what I've commanded you to do, you know. Yeah. And it is. It's about, like we've spoke before, it's about... You know, being a blessing to others. I mean, really uh, showing love and compassion and grace. This world has no grace to offer. I mean, no. you cut somebody off in a car, <laughs> you'll learn that real quick. <laughs> you know, and, but but we have a, a a really good opportunity to be very unique Amen. in offering something that the world doesn't have and yeah. can't can't use as its commodity. But grace and love and generosity and and uh, you know humble hearts and one of the other verses i was looking at in second peter three um it says in verse 11 um since everything is going to be destroyed this way what kind of people ought you be you ought to live holy and godly lives and uh uh wow that that really speaks to our our culture you know that living a holy life before jesus uh, and before God, that's, that's, uh, we're, we are to live as if the kingdom is here and it is, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's not yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's the so, already not yet. Yeah, we're exactly. Of him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're to live as this, as if this is the kingdom, you know, that Jesus is reigning cause he's reigning in our lives. Right. Yeah. And we're just expanding. We're taking over. We're, 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 we're taking over what the enemy had taken. So, I mean, let, let his kingdom increase and. So, and praying, you know, not my will be done, but thine, and 
as as uh, heaven is, let it be on earth, you know. So let God's kingdom grow. And ultimately, his kingdom is not of this world. Yeah. Amen. I mean, is that what, not what Jesus told Pilate? That's what he said. Right, yeah, my yeah. kingdom, man, my kingdom. And if I wanted to do some, some pretty miraculous stuff, him speaking, if I wanted to do some miraculous stuff, I would have done it. But my kingdom is not of this of this, is, uh, of this of this road, and you have no power over me. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, and and I'm uh, I, uh, some of the folks that I minister to. When you say that, I think they get the wrong perception because when you say that you know, the kingdom is not of this world, and you are right, it is not of this world. But that doesn't mean that I do nothing and wait to get to go to heaven. Right. Yes, and, correct. You know? Yeah, I don't just so, sit around so and ready to be. The kingdom isn't of these worldly methods. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the end result, which we could maybe do another podcast on, I, I think is, you know, heaven's a temporary place. In the end, if you read in the book of Revelation, that we have a new heavens and a new earth. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's it's like this, but God is present. You know, it's it's not fluffy clouds yeah. or anything. Yeah. Eden is but, restored. Yeah, yeah. Eden yeah. is restored, and and we're we're back and doing what we were always meant intended to do. So, um, the goal isn't heaven. That's that's never been the goal. You know, um, even that word in uh, in the Greek of uh, that uh, you know he have many mansions. Uh, that is actually a temporary place. It's mm-hmm. like uh-huh. it's like the. The uh, Motel Six, right. you know. So, so this is heaven is is temporary to get us back to what we're supposed to be doing is is changing the world around us. So, yeah. I, I tell people, I was like, listen, you know, we're the, the whole plan and view, if you know, is to eventually be with God right here, forever. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's that's the whole point of it. I mean, for, yeah. well, for the, if you look at the millennial reign, you know, first we have the we have the tribulation. You know, we have some folks that believe pre-trib. That's where I kind of lean towards. Uh, have some folks that believe mid-trib, like Jesus is going to come right in the middle of that thing. And then you have some folks who are post-trib, and and uh, they believe that Jesus is going to come right at the end of that seven-year tribulation. And, uh, you know, I like to always tell them, you know, listen, I hope I'm right, and you're wrong because I don't want to go through all that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, either way, I'm not going to argue with you because... We don't know. We don't know when that's going to happen. But I said, one thing for sure, at the end of that seven-year tribulation, there is going to be a millennial reign of Christ. We can't agree on that. Mm-hmm. And we know that, uh, that, that Jesus is going to come. He's going to set up this kingdom here on earth for a thousand years. Satan's going to be bound. And, uh, and then at the end of that thousand years, Satan's loosed for a season. Now, I don't know how long that is. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know. <laughs> I can't, can't, but, we, but we know the end result is eventually we will forever be with the Lord. And uh, but once we're with Jesus, I mean, we don't have to worry about nothing. That's right. That's right. We really do not have to worry about anything. Now, if you're a tribulation saint, that may be a different story, but it's going to be. I've, I tell but listen, if you, if you can't live for him now, you're not going to be able to live for him then. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. I read something the other day in my own quiet time, and, and uh, uh, I like this, this Psalm 43, where he talks about, uh, the psalmist talks about, uh, there I will go, the verses 4 and 5, I, there I will go to the altar of God, who is the source of all my joy. Wow. All right? Mm. Uh, and then the next verse, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior 
in my God. Oh, that's good. That's I like good. that. That's I like. He's stuff. a source of my joy. Amen. And uh, we can give that that joy to others. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that we've been able to cover a little bit of this preparing and uh, preparing for and living in uncertain times. And who knows, we may even talk a little bit more uh, later on as we get through these. If you have any. Uh, anything, any comments, or not really comments, but uh, ideas of things that we need to talk about, uh, please, please let us know. We'd love to reach out to you, and um, you can write us on Facebook, um, look us up, we'll, we'll have a page there that's set, and, and you can just send us a message on there, let us know that you're listening to us, share us, share us with people, we want people to get a hold of the Word of God. The Lord loves you, and uh, if He didn't love you, He wouldn't have sent His Son to the world to die for you. And so that you could live and uh, be free from sin. That's right. You can be free for sin. You don't have to send in no twenty nine ninety nine three payments or anything of that sort to be free from sin, because Jesus already did it. He bought you with a price. That that price was His blood that was shed on Calvary. And my friend, you can be saved. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering, I I'm not prepared and I'm not li- I'm not living in these uncertain times like I should be then my friend, uh, uh, stop what you're doing and give your heart to the Lord. Just cry out to, him, uh, out to Him and just ask Him to save you. Come into your heart, amen, and believe what He said He did. And that was He died on the cross. He, risen, he was risen from the grave three days later, and He has made a way of escape for you. And um, so, well, any, you guys got any last words? Look for us again. Yeah, look for yeah. us again. I'll tell you, we're, be fun to we're, get just, together. we're just now diving in this thing. So, <laughs> so you all be blessed in the name of Jesus.